Opinions of shows on KCNR are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only, and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of KCNR Radio. Sitting on a bar stool, kind of short and kind of square, through the foam in his mustache, his voice filled the air. Talking about a state of mind, son. Talking about the state of Jefferson. It's a wave on a dusty road. It's a logger's heavy load. It's a cattle on the hill. It's a range full of thrills. It's a way of life settles in your soul. In your soul, in your soul. There we go. Thank you. All right. We're off and running this morning. Um, Terry is absent. He is off running around and having a good time with family, um, with his daughter and son-in-law and his beautiful wife, Sally. They're off having a good time and family fun. Um, down in the wine country. So God bless them for going and having a good time and taking some time off to be together. Today, I have a very good friend with us here in um, in the studio. Good morning, Chris. How are you doing, buddy? Good morning, Wynn. How are you? So far, so good. Good to be back in Jefferson. <laughs> it's always good to be in Jefferson. Spent the day in the heart of Jefferson yesterday up in Siskiyou County. So uh-huh. uh, it was a uh, those patriots up there are awesome. They they are the best, greatest people in the world. So yep. spent the whole day, did a little fundraiser, and uh, it was a blast. So good, good. Thanks to all the Siskiyou patriots up there. I couldn't name them all because every one of them is wonderful. So, all right. Well, Siskiyou has got some good things going. So absolutely, good people up there, and they're they're fighters, and they they know the truth, and they know what's going on. So yeah. If you want to see what Jefferson will look like, go to Siskiyou County. <laughs> it's already there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. We're gonna. I've got a few things to talk about today, so I want to kind of. Get some stuff off the off the list here a little bit. Um, tomorrow night at our Patriots meeting at 2570 South Bonneview Road at the church that shall remain nameless, even though it has a name. We're not going to say the name. Um, it uh, we're going to at six o'clock. We will be having the candidate for Assembly District One there, Megan Daly. She's going to come and talk to us. So come hear what she has to say. Get your questions answered and and see what goes on from there. Um, and I know at some point we'll be having Elizabeth Betancourt coming in as well. So um, Sally was able to secure both of them to come and talk to constituents and see how it goes. So, again, Megan Daly will be there tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, 2570 South Bonneview Road at the church that shall remain nameless, where we meet every single Monday night, rain or shine, except for some of the occasional holidays that kind of jump in there every once in a while. So uh, if you can make it every Monday, great. If you can only make it once in a while, that's even that's good too. So just come out and check it out. And then I just want to give everybody an update on the Jefferson, Jefferson Messenger. If you're linked to that through SOJ51.org, our website, you can go in there and subscribe to that. There's no cost to it, and you only receive the Jefferson Messenger once you link to it as an email when it's done, um, sent out automatically after it's um compiled, um, they are going to be going to a once-a-month issue. Um, there have been a lot of things going on, There's a lot of busy stuff, and the ladies that put that together work really, really hard, and um, they're like the rest of us. They're doing everything for free, no, <laughs> nothing covered as far as cost or anything like that, and it takes a lot of time to do it, and they've been doing it for a couple of years now, so they're going to back off a little bit, 
until things fire up again, but they're going to do be doing it once a month. So just know that, that that's what's going to be happening. So I just wanted everybody to know that. And um, then, oh, hey, recall petitions. Do you want some? <laughs> Have you signed some? Um, <clears throat> Uh, let's see, today you can do it if you want to at Wendy Lou's in Cottonwood. It starts at 10 o'clock. So after this show, hightail it down to Wendy Lou's if you haven't signed the petitions. Uh, there are petitions available elsewhere um, throughout um, the Reading area. Um, you can get them at Jones's Fort at 1600 East Cypress um, Avenue, Monday through Saturday, 830 to 6. At Bastiani Arms, 2539 Larkspur Lane here in Reading, um, Tuesday through Saturday, 9 to 6. And Reading Guns at 1304 East Street, downtown Reading, at Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 5. And Bright's Engraving at 3170 Bacelli Lane, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. And Woody's Barbershop at 3466 Main Street in Cottonwood, Tuesday through Friday, 8 to 1230, or Saturday, 8 to 2. And then you can also come to the Reading Patriot Meeting, again, at 2570 Bonneview Road on Monday nights, and we will have some there available for signage as well. And we'll even have some extras that you can take with you, and you can go get them signed and get them back to us, and we can get them all compiled together. So I just wanted to get that, those words out because I know everybody's – I shouldn't say everybody. I know most people are eager to do that. It's great to watch what's going on on social media regarding the uh, signage of the uh, petitions. Uh, people are fired up. And people are being proactive and getting it done. So I just wanted to share that word with everybody. So there's a lot of available places to get it. No excuses not to participate. If you're not a registered voter, uh, we can make sure that we have voters' registration forms um, at the Patriot meeting so you can get signed up that way. Um, <clears throat> you won't be able to sign the petition until after you, um, since you're not a registered voter, but you can so sign up and get registered. So we want to encourage people to do that as well. After all, that is our civic duty. So please do so. Um, let's see. I think that is what I was going to cover on that stuff. And then um, let's see. I can, I can do a little housekeeping thing here, Wynn, because uh, since I'm the fundraiser guy, if you go to that <laughs> messenger, you'll see that Trinity County is planning a fundraiser coming up uh, Saturday, October 19th, 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. at the Trinity County Fairgrounds. I believe the Trinity County Fairgrounds are right in uh, downtown Hayfork. If they I'm, are. Yes, they are. On the west side. Okay. So Actually, where I hunt, I can see them from uh, where I hunt. So anyhow, uh, it's going to be a spaghetti feed fundraiser. Uh, have a chance to win a 15-foot cubic freezer full of meat. So they have a dessert auction, a silent auction. So <clears throat> anyhow, uh, Saturday, October 19th, mark your calendar. Plan on being in Hayfork, 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. at the Trinity County Spaghetti Feed. And our Trinity County peeps out there, if you need any help with that fundraiser, I'm your guy. So contact me. I'd more than be more than happy to help you. That's right. And we also have one coming up in Shasta County. We don't have the date confirmed yet because there have been some issues. So in November, we will be having another fundraiser yet again here in Shasta County. So I just want to keep the word out there so people are understanding what's going to be happening and put it on your calendar when we let you know the date. So just putting that be in your bonnet. Yep. Yep. We're going to have some good times. So. Okay. Also, I want to thank, um, I haven't done this for a couple of weeks, and I want to go through and thank the uh, the sign sponsors um, throughout the Reading area. Um, this is the list I have so far, anyway. Um, Dearman Pumps on Highway 273, Vic Hannon on Highway 273, Valley Septic on East Side Road, Bob Hutchins on River Road, Stroops Equipment on Churn Creek Road, Skunk Works Motorcycle on North I-5, Design Time and Tile on Highway 273, Muse Trucking on Clear Creek Road, Donna Jamie and Construction on Twin View Boulevard, Leo Jones Propane on Highway 299 in Bella Vista and in Bernie, 
Solid Rock Construction on Airport Road, Donald Rolgren Firewood, Bernie, Mort's um, Custom Sheet Metal on Clear Creek Road, Rich Morgan Holiday Ranch on Gas Point Road, Site for Sore Eyes on Cypress Avenue, American Lock and Key on Twin View Boulevard, Klein Equipment in Round Mountain, North State Consultants Incorporated on Old Oregon Trail, uh, Lassen Landscape on Churn Creek Road, Dry Creek Station on Highway 299 Bella Vista, Dr. Stephen Edwards on, um, at Churn Creek Chiropractic, um, Eagle Ironworks on Bannigan Road in Anderson, uh, Anderson RV Sales on Highway 273, Kirk Mann in Millville, <coughs> excuse me, Jess on Airport Road, and Linda Johnson in Redding, Daniel and Roxanne Pearson in Redding. So I just want to thank all those folks for, you know, putting signs up for us and getting the word out for Jefferson and uh, true patriots there, business-wise and personal. So I just want to let everybody know that. Also, um, we're going to be talking about the court case a little bit here today, just making sure people understand what's going on with the court case. And I'm talking about the Citizens for Fair um, court case, the Jefferson court case. Um, the there still seems to be a misunderstanding. Um, a radio show yesterday that was playing that I called into, uh, there was a lady on the call, and she called in and said, you know, to back off from supporting Jefferson because it's not going to go anywhere. Well, and she didn't understand what's going on, and I want to make sure we're clear on this. <clears throat> State of Jefferson has filed a, um, a, a legal brief to doing business as, with the state, doing business as Citizens for Fair Representation. And what that is, the state of Jefferson, which is the 23 northern counties that have all declared they want to separate from the state of California, and then what they've done, we're, we filed legal documents to do, do, to do business as um, citizens for fair representation for all citizens of the entire state of California. All 58 counties are noted in that because we're doing citizens for fair representation for all counties. So that encompasses all citizens in the state of California. So with doing that, now we're fighting for representation for all citizens throughout the entire state. I want to make sure that's abundantly clear because some people still don't seem to get it. They think it's just for the 23 counties or parts of the Jefferson territory that we've established. That's not the case. We have done it for the entire state, which is great because there are statistics throughout the entire state. There are, there are uh, stories that are factually true of what has happened, and they're all clearly documented, and we're using that information in our court case. So I just want to make sure everybody understands that. So when you have dialogue with somebody, they can understand that. If you know people down in, heck, I don't know, San Diego, you know, Bakersfield, wherever, you know, the Bay Area, um, Sacramento, the belly of the beast, um, anywhere that is not truly within the territory of Jefferson, but they're still considered in, this, um, in the court case for the Citizens for Fair Representation. So when we talk about CFR, that's what it is, Citizens for Fair Representation, CFR. So what we're doing is we're, again, fighting that court case. We've been in court since uh, May of 2017. We went to our federal court here in um, Sacramento area, and it took, her, took the judge a year and almost a half to, yeah, it was a year and a half to finally dismiss the case and to dismiss it illegally. So that helps our case, though. Because when we're doing the appeal, that we will be able to use, and the argument for her to dismiss the case will be used in our, um, in our appeal, which is going before the Ninth Circuit. Looks like we need to go off to a break, so we're <laughs> going to do that real quick, and we'll be back in just a moment. The time has come. For 51.
Did you know that California was never supposed to be just one state? Before the state was formed in 1850, there was discussion of forming three states instead of one. California has an area larger than seven East Coast states combined, and it takes 14 hours to drive from one end of the state to the other. California is simply too large to govern. Rural communities are being outvoted by more densely populated areas. The state of Jefferson is the solution. Please visit SOJ51.net to show your support. KCNR is proud to announce that we are now live at 96.5 FM, as well as online, and as always, heard on 1460 AM. Weekday mornings, wake up with the Sue McLean News Hour, followed by Free Fire Radio, your talk radio station at the epicenter of change in downtown Reading. Nine to noon, be informed and laugh along with Armstrong and Getty, the conscience of the nation. Noon to three, find your financial peace with Dave Ramsey. Three to six, the hard-hitting constitutional expert, Mark Levin. Monday through Thursdays at 6 p.m., local shows feature everything from the paranormal to pop culture to unsung heroes of our area. Seven to nine, Ben Shapiro with an expanded program that brings the issues of the day to your radio. And finish your weekday with the Chris Plant Show, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. KCNR. Now on 96.5 FM, 1460 AM, and always online. More than ever, we're your locally owned, community-connected talk radio. Founded in 1995, GI Pathology is the only physician-owned laboratory in the United States dedicated solely to the practice of gastrointestinal and liver pathology. The company provides the highest quality GI pathology diagnosis made exclusively by one of our fellowship-trained gastrointestinal and liver pathologists. GI Pathology delivers results to its Northern California client base within an industry-leading 24 hours. Call 888-2-GI-PATH or go to www.gipath.com for more information. Say love is more precious than gold. It can't be bought and it can't be sold. I got love enough to spare that makes me millionaire. All right, all right, we're back at it. Feeling like a millionaire living here in Jefferson. <laughs> okay. Um, I just wanted to make sure that we follow up with what we were talking about. Um, just making sure people understand um, what we're doing. Again, I said we were in the court case um, since 2017. Um, we were in court for, since 2017. Now we're doing the appeal to that um, dismissal, and we're going through the Ninth Circuit, which is a good thing because the president has, you know, a, a appointed numerous um, conservative judges. So the chances of us getting one, two, or three of those judges is pretty good. It's better than it was before and far better than it would have been if we'd have gone another direction with another 
person that may have won. Well, heck, we'd all be a, it would be a hot mess. We'd all kind of vacated to Canada or someplace else. And, and not just conservative judges, but constitutional judges constitutional. too, which is a big deal because that's huge. Yeah, because yeah. We, what we are doing is completely constitutional. It's within the Constitution. It's it's lawful and it, it's totally legal. And uh, some of these judges are finding ways to get around that Constitution because, quite frankly, they don't agree with it. Well, the constitutional yeah. judges he's appointing believe in the Constitution as they should. So, Amen. And that's what's going to keep us, as a sovereign country, sovereign. Yep, absolutely. More important than conservatism, constitutionalism. Amen. All right, so we got got that part done. So we're still in court, and we're, we have a court date coming up. So we'll be talking about that in a few moments. Um, but before we talk about that, I want to let everybody know, um, for that court date, there is a bus going down. And I want to make sure everybody understands that um, we have an opportunity to ride the bus. It's not full yet. Um, it's $30 per person to ride the bus. Contact Sally at 246-9706. Again, 246-9706. Um, anywhere from Reading all, all the way down. It, they'll, it'll leave from Reading and go to Sacramento. So we can pick up along the way or if people want to migrate to Reading from other areas to get on the bus to go south and then come back, that would be fine as well. We, we encourage that. So I just want to let you know, call Sally again at 246-9706. If she doesn't get enough people um, slated for the bus, um, I believe this, this coming week, then the bus will be canceled. So I want to let everybody know that. So if she doesn't get it filled up, it will be canceled. So we need to you know get, get on there. And going down there to pay for parking, it was $9 an hour, if I remember correctly, Plus, West, then you're paying for fuel, and then then you have to drive and park, and there's no guarantee of parking. <laughs> so um, it's not it's so much easier to get on the bus and just ride it down there and back, and then you don't have to worry about it. And you get to meet some other people on there or hang out with people that you know or may not know and um, get to know others and um, have good dialogue all the way down and back. It's, it's a good way to get connected. So I just want to encourage everybody to do that. Again, call Sally at 246-9706. And it looks like we have a caller on the line. Good morning, Mark. How are you doing, my friend? Hey, Wayne. Hey, Chris. How are you guys today? Morning, Mark. So it sounds like an exciting morning um, talking about the CFR case, um, which is still going on and which we hope to win. If we can we can afford to pay the attorneys, we can win that thing, I think. And and once again, don't look for justice with Karen or with uh, Kimberly Mueller because we won't get it. We're going to get justice at the United States Supreme Court, but we've got to be able to pay the attorneys to get that part. That's right. And and that brings us to the Second Amendment. Um, while we live in the uh, prison state of California, we have to somehow defend our liberties. So I took it upon myself to file a case against the state of California and with the generosity and uh, help and support of the counties of Jefferson and Chris and Wynn and Terry and Patrick uh, Jones. Uh, certainly, we're, we're progressing well on that. And... Uh, Daniel Webster said, God grants liberty only to those who love it and are always ready to guard and defend it. And so we've got to, we've got to prove this, people. We've got to show the state of California that we're not just going to lay down and take it anymore. There are things we can do to stop the criminal behavior of the felons in Sacramento. We are trying to do those things, and we just need your help to, to make sure that we can win. And, and once we win one of these deals, then we're going to find another one and another one and another one until we win the CFR case and we create a path to statehood. My goal is to be such a pain to the state of California that in the end they let our people go so that we can be free to form a state that has liberty and has self-determination and has adequate representation through much smaller districts 
balanced by equal representation for each county in the in the uh, Jefferson Senate, and a constitutional framework that is very difficult for successive loads of crooked politicians to change and intervene in. And what we want to do is guarantee liberty for 50 generations if we can figure out a way to pull that off, and I, I think we can. And this 2A lawsuit is a good shot across the bow. Um, there, there are Supreme Court cases that say that states may not deny citizens access to enumerated rights. There are Supreme Court cases that say that enumerated rights cannot be turned into privileges, nor can fees be charged for the exercise of an enumerated right. And you ask yourself, these guys are constantly saying the Constitution is a living document and it must change with the times. Well, what part of it do they want to change? They don't want to change the part that created the courts. They don't want to change the part that created Congress. Uh, the living document doesn't apply to the office of the president or how long he serves or how he's elected. The living document principle doesn't uh, apply to the full faith and credit of the United States government. The living document principle doesn't apply to the amendment process in Article 5. It, in fact, it doesn't apply to any of the seven articles in the United States Constitution. There's only one place where the progressive socialists would like the living document argument to, to land, and that's the Bill of Rights. That's the part where you get something. The part where they would like to apply the living document is to strip you of all of your liberty, strip you of all of your choice, strip you of your ability to stop government intrusion into your life, and what the uh, Democrats and the Democratic Socialists and the progressives and, and, and all whatever you want to call those people the place they want to apply the living document theory is in your life, nowhere else. So all they want to do is strip you of your liberty, and we say no to that. And and uh, history stands with us, and, and precedent stands with us, and we believe case law stands with us, and we believe the rights of the people are superior to the rights of the government. In fact, I'll go even further. Governments don't have rights. Governments can't have rights because they're inanimate objects constructed by the people. Only people can have rights. And it is not within the jurisdiction or the purview of government to either alter the rights of the people or take those rights away or place those rights under the control of state agencies and state actors. And all you have to do is look at the actions of, um, well, let's say Sheriff Basinko, who is a champion of the people and stands for the Second Amendment, unless you ask him to exercise the Second Amendment, then he's not such a champion anymore. In fact, he won't do it because he claims his police officers might be afraid. Or you get the sheriff in Santa Clara County where they have 113 CCW permits for 1.2 million people. Or I got a better one, San Francisco County, where they have exactly three CCW permits outstanding, three of them for over a million people, and I'll bet all three of those are owned by judges or retired police officials or their family members. Uh, the sheriff in Santa Clara County is being accused again, yet again, for selling CCW permissions to political campaign supporters and denying them to everyone else. I mean, Sheriff Baca was investigated in Los Angeles for selling CCW permits to his allies, his friends, and his family members. Um, the sheriff of, of Los Angeles County now, they have about 133, I think, CCW permits. He wants to revoke 80 of them because he says that the just cause that existed when those people got their permits can't exist anymore because it's been years. 
And so he can sit in his office without speaking to these people, without investigating what's happening to him or what has happened to him, and he can sit there without knowing their situation and say they no longer need to defend themselves. And I'm sorry, that's not within the government's jurisdiction. There are certain policy decisions that are so far above government's table, they have no jurisdiction in those areas. And the right to self-defense and defense of your family and your community is one of those things, and we're going to prove it. Wow. So how, how do we how do we make this happen? I know this is a Second Amendment case, and um, how, how do we make it happen? I mean, short of sort of fighting the fight like we're doing it through the, the court system, what else can we do? I mean, what else do we have, of, have to our... Um, in our, I guess, our quiver as sovereign citizens, what else can we do? Well, I think there are a great many things people can do. First of all, form associations like CFR, like Jefferson has done, and form associations within your, your community or your group or, or come to the Patriots meeting on Monday nights in Reading, come to the uh, Patriots meeting on uh, on Tuesday nights in Wairika and, and look on the SOJ51.org website, find out when your county your particular county has its committee meeting, show up, form a subcommittee for the protection of the Second Amendment. Start bugging your sheriff. Start asking your sheriff tough questions. Why is he afraid of law-abiding citizens possessing firearms? Why are they afraid of that? Um, now, remember, concealed carry is not a right. Concealed carry is a permission. A sheriff can give it to you. He can take it away from you. Uh, he doesn't answer to anybody. He can just do whatever he wants. There's no right of appeal. You cannot appeal to a higher authority than a sheriff who denies you a concealed carry permit. You have to pay whatever he says you have to pay. And thanks to the Dally cartel, uh, Brian and his wife, Megan, uh, now training requirements are harder for CCWs than they were before because our, our chief defender of liberty, the Dally family in, in Assembly District 1, votes with the progressives as often as they vote with conservatives. So you can thank your own representative that you put in office, by the way, for the fact that he would like to help strip you of your Second Amendment. And the next time an election comes up, I suggest people be a little more careful with their vote. Well, but that's the thing, too. Things... Go ahead, Wynn. Well, that's just the thing. You know, people have to get educate themselves on the issues and the people that are running for office. And if they don't do that, then all they're doing is putting bad people and, and putting bad people in a position where a good person that was going to defend it and fight for it and or fight against it um, may not make that office. And that's really well, sad, and especially if you know some people have vendettas for whatever reasons. That, that's what they do. Yeah, the swamp, the swamp uh, I mean, isn't just in Washington, D.C. No. The swamp's right here in River City. That's right. And we got a well, lot of... look, we got to start in our backyard. We're, we're, we as people in Northern California are absolutely and utterly powerless to affect events in Washington, D.C. We can't do it. We don't have enough political horsepower. With the representation we have on the national level, there's no way we're ever going to have that kind of horsepower unless something like CFR happens on a national level. But what we can do, and these are things that we've been saying all along in Jefferson, is start in your backyard. Look, let's learn how to fix our backyard. Let's learn how to win some of these things and teach our neighbors how we won them and then go to neighboring counties and teach those counties how we won until finally we have enough political horsepower to take this state or take take our own state away from these communists. Once we've done that, we can teach other states how to act constitutionally until finally we have enough, enough horsepower 
to look at Washington, D.C. and demand constitutional behavior. But unless we learn how to fix things in our own backyard, the rest of it's never going to happen. I mean, I hear people all the time, let's go get rid of the Federal Reserve. Well, really, we can't even get a measure passed in the city council. How on earth are we going to go back to Washington, D.C. and and, and change the, <laughs> the Federal Reserve? Those kinds of things just make me laugh. But we can win this because this is a straight constitutional challenge against the state who has clearly outlawed the Second Amendment through Penal Code 25850, 26400, and 26350, and placed the only avenue to the Second Amendment that we have available to us, the 26150B2 and the 155B2 open carry permits, placed them in the same category as concealed carry, where sheriffs may give you permission and they may not. And guess what? No sheriff has ever given permission for the exposed carry of a loaded weapon to an ordinary citizen in California, not once, not ever. So that is a ban on the Second Amendment. We can prove it, and we're going to show them in court starting on October 8th. Now, that you can help with. Look, if 10,000 people showed up to that courthouse on October the 8th, that would make a statement, wouldn't it? Amen. Yeah, definitely. Now, how do we get if people... 20, if 20,000 showed up to the courthouse on October the 8th, that would make a statement. So what I'm asking the listeners is, how much do you care about your, your right to defend yourself and your family? Do you care enough to get in the car, take off a day of work, and go down there? Or don't you? If you don't, stop whining and get out of the way so the rest of us can try to do this for you. But if you want to help us, start showing up. Start contributing. These cases are very expensive. We're... There are very few of us that are paying for this, and and through the generosity of those people helping us, you know, we're getting somewhere. Can you imagine what we could do if everybody in Jefferson gave ten bucks to the CFR case and ten bucks to protect the Second Amendment? Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Mark. Speaking of uh, paying for stuff, we're getting the break signal here. So uh, if we can go off to a commercial, and uh, can you hold over? Yes, I can. Okay, and I think we have Terry on the line also. So let's go to a break, and uh, we'll come back and uh, see what Terry has to say. on the bot and there's only one place you will find a new sleep number dual temp layer bed that's right sleep number and reading be sure to go in and see them in a target shopping center next to the vitamin shop 
My sleep number is 40, and I feel great. Right now, they're making room, so go in and receive huge savings on all Sleep Number memory foam and iSeries bed sets. My sleep number is 55. Go find yours today. Sleep number in the Target Center next to the Vitamin Shop. When I turned 18, I couldn't wait to vote. After all, voting is a privilege for all Americans, right? Then I did the math. Did you know that the northern third of California only has three out of 80 seats in the Assembly and three out of 40 seats in the Senate? Northern California has no representation, and my vote doesn't count. Splitting from California and forming the state of Jefferson is the only remedy. Please visit SOJ51.net for more information. Please donate now to help restore representation. Celebrating 20 years in business, Five Star Bank is a community business bank serving small to medium-sized businesses and is a champion of local economic development and community stewardship. Five Star Bank was founded in 1999 by a group of local entrepreneurs who wanted to create personalized banking services inspired by shared vision and goals. Today, Five Star Bank is among the top 5% of performing banks in the nation for banks of its size. Five Star Bank proudly serves farmers, ranchers, and growers in the agricultural community, commercial real estate developers, and construction, those who lead nonprofits, and churches and entrepreneurs in emerging technology. Five Star Bank is also committed to small businesses through a robust SBA department. They understand that when it comes to business, timing is critical. Their sense of urgency and speed to serve are part of the foundation of their success. Visit fivestarbank.com and visit your local branch at 358 Hartnell in Reading. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Gauge. Every squirrel and rabbit in Dallas County knew my name. I sat on the stand with Paul Paul from the time I was three years old. When I was eight, I used a muzzle odor to kill my first doe. These days I go down to Walmart and they settle. Hey, before we get off um, too far, um, I just need to reiterate, um, we need to distinguish between the court cases, making sure people understand. The bus going down to Sacramento on October 8th is for the Second Amendment case, just so that everybody's clear on that. Um, just want to make sure that um, people understand what we're going there for. Plus which, um, why not blend it with you know everything else that we've been working with, all the stuff that we've been fighting for and fighting against, if you will, um, like the vaccines, I mean, all the stuff that California is forcing onto all its sovereign citizens, including the children <laughs> and these poor moms that were down there fighting at the Capitol and whatnot. All these people, everybody, everybody's welcome. We want everybody there, you know, be there in number. So um, bring flags, bring signs, whatever you got, just um, bring it and go and um, we'll do a 
a protest, if you will, if that's what you want to call it, but we're gathering to show support for the Second Amendment, which is a protest against California and the way they're treating everybody. So I just want to make sure everybody understands that and um, get on the bus, like I said before, so we can make sure we get out there and, and um, show, show a unity in numbers, if you will. All right, Mark, you still there, buddy? Yeah, I'm still here, and I, I wanted to bring up one kind of important point because I know that the uh, the Democrat Party is very fond of saying that those who favor liberty and, and those who are conservative, when I say conservative, I don't mean Republican. I mean conservative in the, in the, in the vein that uh, Edmund Burke put it, and that is those who wish to conserve their liberty are racist. And I just want to point this out, and this is kind of a fun fact, that Chief Justice Roger Taney in the Dred Scott v. Sanford decision argued that he could not, and, and Taney, by the way, was a famous Democrat, a Southern Democrat, that he could not grant black people, uh, American blacks, uh, citizenship because if they were citizens, they'd have the right to own guns. And this is a quote from Chief Justice Roger Taney out of the Dred Scott decision. It would give them full liberty, he said, to keep and carry arms wherever they went. So one of the reasons why he decided against Dred Scott in that case was he was scared to death that as a Democratic judge, if he granted Dred Scott citizenship and and liberty, that he would then have the right to keep and bear arms just like everybody else. So, you know, the claims that the state of California makes that the Second Amendment has never uh, granted a general right to keep and to carry arms in the public uh, environment absolutely flies in the face of history. It is a racist comment by a racist governor, a racist uh, attorney general, and a racist state. They want to disarm minorities. They want to disarm the, the those that can't help themselves. They want to disarm poor people. The Saturday Night Special Law was aimed to do that. You know, the old Ivor Johnson wasn't a great gun but it was a gun that economically disadvantaged urban minorities could afford to buy. And that's why Saturday Night Specials were banned, not because they were blowing up in everybody's faces, but because the states did not want poor urban blacks to be able to buy firearms. And the state did not want them to be able to carry firearms because the Mulford Act was enacted out of response to a Black Panther protest at the state capitol. And I'll tell you, the government of Sacramento is filled with liars because for 163 years there was no prohibition whatsoever against any man, woman, or child of any race, creed, or color from wearing their weapon exposed and loaded on their hip or wherever else they wanted to and walking into any building in California, including the state capitol. And it was the result of a Black Panther protest that we were denied, all of us, white people, black people, brown people, Chinese people, we were all denied the right to bear arms because of a Black Panther protest, and what does that tell you? Well, that, and that's the funny – well, I shouldn't say funny, but the ironic thing is that there are 31 states that allow open carry and only five that um, prohibit people from open, openly carrying. That would be right. California, Florida, Illinois, New York, and South Carolina. Why? Yeah, I mean, that's right. Why, well, are, are these all you know, democratically run states? I believe they are. Well, I'll, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why, because <clears> – <throat> In Sheriff Basinko's own words, if his if his deputies saw a gun, they'd be afraid. So uh, since 2012 and 2013, which were the last years you could openly carry a firearm, even in an unloaded condition, what he's saying is all of the deputies in his department grew a yellow stripe. 
<laughs> and they're now all cowards. And they're they're and according to Sheriff Basinko, now I doubt the average deputy would tell you the same story. I know in my department they wouldn't. Uh, when I was a peace officer, I wasn't afraid to see a gun. It didn't bother me in the least. Uh, part of my job was to be able to discern the good guys from the bad guys, no matter what they were doing. That's right. the title. That's the job description of being a peace officer. But according to Sheriff Basinko. His officers are cowards, and if they saw a gun in lawful hands, they might shoot the guy. You know, I mean, that's what the state says in their court papers. You know, that officers and, and their historic uh, uh, Chief Rainey from uh, Honolulu was his last known residence. He says that if officers had lawful civilians walking around with firearms, every time they ran into a situation, when they saw a gun, they'd shoot the guy. Well, I've never heard of that in my life. You don't just show up and start shooting everybody. You 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 find out what the situation is, and you you apply force judiciously, and it has to be lawfully applied. And the only time you ever shoot somebody is to affect arrest or prevent escape, or prevent harm to innocents around. How did and that in work? In order for that to uh, in order for that to occur, certain things have to be happening. You don't just jump out of the car and start shooting people because they have a gun on them. Right? How did That's that work the in the Wild West? Thing I ever heard. How did that work in the Old West, Mark? How did that ha- happen? When the old sheriffs used to um, rally a posse to go after a bad guy, they rallied a posse because the posse members would have guns on their hips <laughs> or a, well, ri- a rifle you know, they, scabbard on the on They the rallied side. a posse because we didn't even have police departments until 1845, and the right. first policemen weren't, weren't particularly well-armed if they were armed at all, and, and their job wasn't to go around shooting people. If they needed help, their job was to ask lawful individuals who were duly armed and constitutionally armed to help them apprehend perpetrators. There you go. So under the Posse Comitatus Act, lawfully armed civilians are an asset. They're not a liability. But, of course, Governor Newsom, Nancy Pelosi's nephew, the felon, the Title VIII felon, he uh, did away with the Posse Comitatus Act. So we don't have that to rely on anymore. Now, did he just do that at the stroke of a pen and we didn't get to vote on it? Uh, yeah, I think it was passed by the Senate and the Assembly, but we don't get to vote on those people, not at one for a million and one for half a million. No, that's true. Oh, geez. I mean, under the CFR's premise, about 20, 10 to 20% of the people in California tell everybody else what to do. And half of those votes are fraudulent because they're ballot harvested or they're voted by illegal aliens because the DMV is selling the right to vote out the back door as fast as they can. Yeah. That list of states that that read, you know, that that wind just read off. Yeah, like, you know, it's funny. We say yeah to those things like they're normal in every state, and quite frankly, that we should be horrified at those things. Right. I I just want to say that list of states that wind just read off, North Carolina kind of stuck out to me that uh, a little more conservative than the other ones that he listed, but then I remember. South Carolina. Oh, South Carolina. Well, North Carolina had Barney Fife, so that was my point. I thought maybe that that was why they banned open carry. (laughs) Hey, uh, I think we still have Terry on the line. Is that correct? Nope, Terry's gone. Okay, but we do need to go to a break. So, Mark, can you hold over for one more break? I can. Awesome. Thank you. All right. The time has come. 4.51. Lay back and smell the sun. Warm up the Georgia pie. Feels so good to be taking it easy. Why would I ever leave? Cause I know I got some good friends that live down the street. Got a good looking woman with her own town. Live in a small town.
Did you know that Article 4, Section 3 of the U.S. Constitution lays out the framework for the state of Jefferson's plan to split California? A state can be formed from the land within another state if the state legislature and Congress approve it with a simple majority vote. 51% is all it takes. Your vote doesn't count in Northern California. California is broken and the time has come for 51. Please visit SOJ51.net and donate now to show your support. The average adult has issued 32 troopers that with proper care and just a little discipline should serve you well during your entire tour of duty on this planet. They're called your teeth. But when your platoon gets out of line, holes in the formation, or other problems, you need to call in an expert like General, uh, Dr. William Farrell. With decades of experience keeping those troops in line and executing their assigned duties properly and dependently. If you'd rather not be there while he reestablishes order amongst the troops, Dr. Farrell offers sedation dentistry. He and his highly trained staff will whip your troops into shape without any discomfort. And having served himself in both the Navy and the Marine Corps, Dr. Farrell offers special consideration to veterans. Let him take the best care of your platoon of teeth, and they will serve you always. Call 547-5757 or visit palocedrodentistry.com. At ease. And for a limited time, Dr. Farrell is offering x-ray, exam, and cleaning for just $175. Call 547-5757 to schedule your visit. Tune into North State Now Thursday nights at 6 p.m. on KCNR 96.5 FM and 1460 AM. Our show features yours truly, Linda Bott, with Michelle Slade, Enjoy the Magazine, and Dr. Orna Gill, featuring music, art, health, wellness, shopping, and more. I'm here with Bruce Blake, owner of Powerhouse Solar. And Bruce, there's some tax credits that are coming to an end. The 30% federal tax credit has been around for a number of years now, and it's starting to ramp down. And this is the last year of the 30%, full 30% federal tax credit. And Powerhouse Solar sells and installs generators? I'm a C10 electrical contractor, and we've been doing a lot of generators this summer. A lot of people just want to have the security to be able to stay in their home when PG has these rolling blackouts. And if there's a fire or for other reasons, it just gives the customer security to know that they can stay in their home. And Bruce, what's difference between renting and owning your power? When you're a utility customer, it's like you're renting power. When you have a solar system by Powerhouse Solar, you're, you're not only you know making a payment to an asset that you own, but you're stopping the ever-increasing rates of PG&E or REU. So that's the beautiful thing about having solar is that you are now an owner of your power that you produce as opposed to being a renter of power. Come see the design showroom at Powerhouse Solar, 4616 Caterpillar Road. Call 275-5600 or powerhousesolar.com. The Reading Rancheria Senior Nutrition Program provides socialization, transportation, and free meals to eligible Native American elders and their spouses. Our program celebrates Native elders through cultural activities, entertainment, exercise, and education. Elders can dine together here and will deliver meals to those who are unable to attend. The Reading Rancheria Senior Nutrition Program is free. Discover the services available to you or your elders at ReadingRancheria.com. Back at it. Uh, just wanted to just kind of put out a little bit of a quote here. Quote, in the end, we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. Martin Luther King Jr. I kind of think that's appropriate. You know, a lot of people are standing by just letting the small group of people, the small number of people do all the work instead of standing up and having a voice, instead of showing support by showing up or showing support by, you know, helping us 
fight the cause, and the only way we can do it is, you know, a dollar or two here and there. Um, you know, the silence is deafening, so people, we need people to stand up and make it happen. Um, I, I stand corrected on um, on the messenger. When I mentioned it earlier, I said one month, and I meant to say uh, it was going to what I did say was going to come out monthly. What I meant to say was it was going to come out twice a month. Um, oh, excuse me, no, only on the second Saturday of each month. Second Saturday of each month. So I just want to let you know that. So that's what's going to be happening. So um, it will happen. And um, let's see, first and no, I'm right. First and third. Okay, <laughs> I'm screwing that up too. <laughs> Back up. It's going to come out twice a month on the first and third Saturdays of the month. So that's it. I just want to let everybody know. So there you go. First and third Saturdays of the month for the Jefferson Messenger. I knew I'd read it somewhere else, and um, after I said it earlier, I knew I fouled up, and then I tried to straighten it out, and I fouled it up again. So again, first and third Saturdays of the month, and that's when it's going to be posted. So I want to let everybody know that. We have another caller on the line. Mark, you're going to hold on for a second, but we're going to go to Stonewall real quick. Good morning, Stonewall. How are you doing, buddy? Good morning, you guys, and good morning, all of Jefferson. I'll make my comments pretty quick this morning. You know, all of us uh, go into Cabela's or Pro Fast Pro Shop, and we buy ammunition on a pretty regular basis, and uh, recently even on a more regular basis. And imagine if you were looking over all of the different selections of ammunition, if there was one place on that shelf that said representation, and it was only $10, wouldn't you reach up there and buy it? You know, having representation and, and uh, donating to the Second Amendment files is just it's more important than buying that ammunition than you're doing every month or so. So why can't you just, you know, do that? Because without, without that representation and without that Second Amendment protection, you can buy all the ammunition in the world and you're not going to ever be able to use it. That's all I got to say this morning. I love everybody. All right. Thank you, Dave. And you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. All right. Um, we're going to go off to Mark. Mark, you still there, buddy? Mark, are you still there? We must be having some technical difficulties. I don't think there's a waiting period for representation either. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to put no background check. Nothing. Don't have to have real ID. Don't have to wear the dark glasses and the dark hat. <laughs> don't have to give me your thumbprint. Don't have to sign four pieces of paper to buy one box of shells. Don't yeah, have to dodge the awesome. cameras that are at a business. You yeah, don't have to yeah, do any of that stuff. Yeah. Representation, you would stand up proud. Representation would solve all tall. of that. Even I can stand tall, and I'm only 5'8". You can stand tall. I'm not nearly as tall as Chris. <laughs> I, I had to get into the system here not too long ago. I, I had two new guns that um, uh, my favorite gun shop, Jones Fort, didn't have the bullets in stock for for a while because of the ammunition craze. So they finally got them in, and it was after July 1st. So I, yep. had to, I finally said, well, I'll just bite the bullet and do the thing. And I had several people ask me um, for favors because they didn't have a real ID or they weren't in the system and yada, yada, yada. And so ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. But it is what it is, and we're here, and it's happened, and we need to fix it. So it looks like we may have lost Mark, but we have Margie on the phone. Which Margie is this? Margie, are you there? Good morning, Margie. We love both the Margies, so. Margie, are you there? Can you hear me now? Nope. Dial tone. Well, now I'm curious if it's Margie B or Margie J. <laughs> One of the Margies. All right, and then the other thing, too, here's another quote I wanted to throw out there. The duty of a true patriot is to protect his country from its, its government. The duty of a true patriot is to protect his country from its government. Thomas Paine. You know, there are some very wise people in our country. We have some brilliant people throughout history. And even now, we have some very smart, brilliant people throughout Jefferson that are doing wonderful things and helping with all kinds of good stuff. We know we can have a good 
clean, sovereign state that will follow the rule of law, that will follow the Constitution, which is its foundation, and we will be able to make it happen um, when the time comes. And so we need to make this happen as quickly as possible before we lose any more sovereign citizens. All right, we got the call back on the line, and it looks like it's Margie. Good morning, Margie. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I wanted to let your listeners know that um, on Saturday, November 2nd, the Gun Rights Coalition, that would be Jeff Knox, uh, is sponsoring a National Second Amendment rally in Washington, D.C. at the Capitol Mall, and it starts at 12 noon, and I know that's a long ways to go, but it's out there. Now, when is this again? Saturday, November 2nd. Okay. 12 noon. Capitol Mall, Washington, D.C. Is this going to be televised? Uh, I don't know. Okay. And will it be online somehow so we can see it for those of us that live on the left coast that can't make it there? Uh, I would bet that OANN or Fox might cover it. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Those two might cover it. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for the heads up, Margie. Appreciate it. Thank you, Margie. Margie. Hey, uh, since you're doing quotes, I want to do a quote and sticking with the nonpartisan uh, Jefferson theme here. Uh Uh, This is from a Democrat. It's actually from a Democrat, but he is re-quoting Edmund Burke. But uh, John F. Kennedy said, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is that good men do nothing. So that's one of my favorite quotes there. Yep, and he was absolutely right. Yep. And he was fighting the fight, and he he paid the ultimate price. He certainly did, and he was was a real Democrat. That was back when uh, the two parties could work together, and they had a little little differences of opinion, but they all had the same goal and uh, to make America better in their eyes. Um, now, not so much. He was the last real Democrat. Uh, yeah, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to get an argument for me out of that one. And you know, he wouldn't even be part of the party now. I don't believe so. Uh, yeah. He would be in full disgust, you know, so that's that's what would happen. Yeah, yeah, it's too bad. We were uh, One quick story here, because we're going to have to head to the top of the hour and get out of here, but... um. So last night we had the fundraiser, like I say, up at the Dowling Ranch, uh, just outside of Aetna, Fort Jones. A uh, great fundraiser is for Doug LaMalfa. And um, at one point we were playing chicken poo. I just seen if Jason was paying attention there. <laughs> chicken poo bingo. And uh, which if you've ever seen it, you put a chicken in a cage, you got 32 squares or 16 squares or whatever. And wherever the chicken uh, does his business, uh, that winner wins the prize. So. Doug LaMalfa was over there standing. There's a lot of people standing around waiting for us to do its business. And I was on the microphone, and I said, uh, hey, Congressman LaMalfa, I said, do you think Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is back in New York somewhere waiting for a chicken to do its business on a fundraiser, or do you think that only happens here in Jefferson? <laughs> Pretty sure it only happens here in Jefferson. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Chris, for coming in and hanging out with us. I truly appreciate it. My pleasure. All right. We'll talk to you next week. The time has come. 451. 